Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a board-certified OBGYN and fertility physician and also co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. Each week on this podcast, I discuss health and fertility and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to As a Woman. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford. I am a board-certified OBGYN and REI. I'm a fertility doctor, and I talk about IVF and fertility and hormones every single day. This episode, I want to talk about infertility, the holidays, how to support yourself and set boundaries, how to support the people in your world. So this is also that episode that you can send to your mom or your friends or your people if they're asking you what they can do to help, which is so kind, but it feels like another thing that you have to handle. So first of all, this can be anytime, not just around the holidays, but I know the holidays can be triggering no matter when it is. So we're going to focus around that. I do want to say a few things. One, at the end of every episode, we have questions that you can ask that I answer, and you can ask those on Monday on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. This is our for fertility sake Q&A. Ask your questions on Instagram. Some will get answered on the podcast. Some will get answered in the newsletter, and some will get answered every week on Instagram itself. So you can put your question in there. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, that's nataliecrawfordmd.com slash newsletter. Some of my favorite recipes, discount codes, the fertility questions, fertility in the news, all sorts of things. So sign up for the newsletter if you want to stay up to date. And lastly, before we jump in, the courses are back. There is a natural fertility course and an IVF course, and then a combined option that can save money. This is just if you want to do a deep dive and have a progressive growth of a course of content. For my organized peeps who are like me, this is for you. If you buy the full package or the natural fertility one, a lot of lifestyle information, supplement information, diet, and there is a support group on Facebook, which is honestly one of my favorite things. All right. Well, one thing that I want to say right from the bat is that very often infertility in itself puts a big separation between people who are trying to get pregnant and their loved ones or their friends who are at different stages of their life. Maybe that stage is not married, not trying to get pregnant. Maybe it's pregnant or having babies because it's just such an isolating time. One thing that I know because I've seen my patients and because I went through it. When we were trying to get pregnant, I was in residency and fellowship And I had four losses before I ever got pregnant with my daughter, Campbell, who is now nine. But during those times when I was having all this loss, nobody knew we were trying. So nobody knew we were losing pregnancies. And I grew further and further into this isolated state where at some point it becomes very hard to call somebody 
and say, I'm so upset that I just lost my third pregnancy if you didn't let them into pregnancies one and two. And I do think the tide has turned and people are sharing more now, which I think is fantastic. But ultimately, it's a personal thing. And so number one, this is what I say. By no means do you need to let the world in on what you're doing. This is a very personal part of your journey. There's still even a lot of our own story that I've never shared because it's between me and my husband. But you deserve support. And a lot of people would show up or some people or somebody if you would let them. People cannot support you if you do not give them the opportunity to do so. So the very first thing to think about is who is your support person or who are your support people? Let's pretend it's not infertility. Let's pretend it was something else. Let's say you were sick. You had some other illness, some other diagnosis. And who would you call? Who would help you? Who would show up? Because I know you have people who would. Consider having somebody who you can open up to, somebody who you can share with, because then that's going to allow you to get more support. Now, if there isn't anybody in your world, then hopefully it's a partner. If you have a partner or a therapist, a therapist can be somebody who can support you. It's somebody who you can be open and honest with sharing your feelings, who can provide you support no matter what, because this is such an emotional journey. I wish if I could rewind the clock when I was trying to get pregnant and we had loss that I had told a few of my closest friends because it was so hard to be going through this and have them not know. Doesn't mean you have to tell the world, but again, if you tell your best friend or your sister or your mom or your coworker or somebody who does support you, hey, we're trying to get pregnant and we're having a hard time. I just wanted you to know in case I'm off or in case I'm having a bad day. Oh, hey, I just wanted you to know I'm pregnant, but it's really early, so I don't know how things will go, but I just know that I wanted you to be able to be there for me and I wanted to let you in on this. More often than not, People will surprise you in such a good way, but you've got to take the first step. If you're on the receiving end of this information, so if you are the person who somebody comes to you and says, oh, we're trying, oh, we're struggling, oh, we're doing IVF, oh, we're pregnant, oh, I just miscarried. Number one, what do you do? do? Maybe you don't have history in this. Maybe you've never tried to get pregnant, so it's foreign. Maybe you have three kids. It was so easy. First thing you should say. I'm so glad you opened up to me or thank you for feeling so comfortable sharing this or I love you so much. I'm so honored that you felt comfortable sharing this with me. I won't tell anybody and I'm here for you. So a simple acknowledgement of that was meaningful. And number two, I am here for you. Okay. That's the first part. Second part, what do they need or how you can support them? And this is a double-edged sword and it does depend on the circumstance because you don't want to put more burden on the person who's already going through so much. But again, you may not know what they need. So depending on the situation or the circumstance, offering something finite that feels like something you can help with, let's say it is your friend and they just told you they're going through IVF. I know that's a lot of appointments. I'm going to learn a little bit more about the process, but if you ever need somebody to go with you to an appointment or to help out like with shots or be a second set of ears to listen to things, please let me know. Tangible, very tangible things you can help based on where somebody is. So if somebody's just trying, that's it. They're just trying. They're just telling you that they're trying. Okay. Number one, you don't need to ask for more personal details than they want to give you. Oh, how long have you been trying? Oh, have you done this? Oh, my friend said this. Oh, this worked for us. None of that. Hey, we're trying. 
That's fantastic. I'm so excited for you. I'm here for you. You can always talk to me, even if you just want to complain. Oh, we went through IVF or fertility, or I saw this doctor, or I loved this person, or if you need a recommendation. So if you do have personal experience, you can throw that out there without giving them, well, you need to do IVF because you're 38 years old or whatever detail you might think. You can just say, I'm so excited for you. This is an exciting time. I never told you, but we struggled and we had a lot of losses or went through IVF and I've got some recommendations. If you get to that stage and you're interested, let me know. But otherwise I'm here to support you. And maybe that's a listening ear or maybe that's a friendly distraction. Whatever it is, let me know. Now, if your person is going through actual fertility treatments or you yourself are going through fertility treatments. So now let's say you're going through IVF and you feel overwhelmed by it, but you reach out to a friend because I told you to. And I said, hey, call your best friend and tell them you're doing IVF. Do not do it alone. So you call your friend and they say, what can I do to help you? All right, if you're the person getting the information, number one, first thing you could do is learn more about it. So go to the YouTube, go to this podcast and search IVF and learn about the process. Your goal, number one, is to understand what they're going through first. That's the biggest help you can be. Number two, You can share resources. Hey, after you told me you were going through IVF, I heard this podcast. I wanted to share it with you in case you hadn't heard this before. I thought it was really great. Okay. You don't need to dig into the weeds of, are you doing this? Are you doing that? I heard this is better. What are you doing? By no means make somebody feel like they're doing something wrong. So if somebody tells you they're doing IVF or fertility treatments and you want to support them first, learn about it. Second, share resources. Third, tell them. Hey, I saw this great YouTube video. I watched it. Happy to send you the link if you're interested, but just wanting you to know, I love you. I care about you. I know this is a big process you're going through and I'm learning about it so I can support you better. Number one, that alone is going to make somebody feel good. You can say number two, I'm here. I'm a listening ear. If you ever just want to complain, whatever it is, I'm here for you. Number three, now this might depend on you, your job, where you live, your skill set. If you're in the same town, I'm happy to help drive you to appointments, happy to help you with shots, happy to watch your other kid if you need to go to appointments, if that's the case, especially for IVF. So if you have a person who's going through IVF or an egg retrieval, they're freezing their eggs, they've got to go under anesthesia. Somebody has to drive them and take them home. And that can feel like such a burden to the person going through treatment to share with somebody in their world. So if you're in town, volunteer for them. Now, if you're the person going through, you're opening up to your friend, they ask what they can do, you can one, give them one of these finite things, or two, think about what you want. It's going to be the natural question. Oh, what can I do? And you don't want to just say, oh, nothing, because what was the point of letting them into this? So maybe just say, hey, you know what? I would really love a night out with just you and me because... It'd be great. I haven't seen you in a long time. So maybe it can be just the two of us and we can go grab dinner or maybe it is, you know, this is just a lot. And I would really love to be able to call you after my appointments and decompress or get your thoughts. So there's all these different stages of trying to get pregnant, going through treatment, actually being pregnant, having a loss, a recent loss, and they can all make the holidays or really any time so triggering. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. 
Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. Their essential and ritual knows this. I choose ritual multivitamin every day because it is easy to take. And I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, ritual conducted a university led human clinical trial for their essential for women 18 plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy. And the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. So selectively telling somebody to let them in, one, makes them feel special. It's going to strengthen your relationship. Two, gives them the opportunity to show up for you. Three, support person. Let's say you tell your sister, but you're at the big family wackadoodle Christmas and everybody's crazy and asking you, when are you going to be pregnant? But you've been trying for three years and your sister knows. Well, then your sister can help be the deflect person. Change the conversation. Call out your crazy aunt whatever. So it's nice to have that extra person who can help you. The other thing that's really important is to know yourself and to be able and to feel comfortable setting boundaries. Now, boundaries can be a word because we always think of boundaries as saying no. I don't think of it that way. Boundaries can also be saying yes. The number one thing that boundaries are and should be is actually about communication. So whether this is with the people in your life, or if you have a partner with your partner, number one thing is communication. So if something is too stressful for you to go to or do, or there's something you don't want to do, you need to set the boundary and communicate why. So instead of saying, I'm not going to your mom's house for Christmas, and that's a line in the sand. And you just say, I'm going through IVF and that's what I need. And I need you to be there for me. Well, that's fine. That's that's a fine boundary to want to draw, but it's so much better. And it strengthens your relationship more. If you say, I don't want to go to your mom's house this year for Christmas because your brother, they just had a baby and your sister is currently pregnant. And we are in this place where we're trying to get there. And I know it's going to lead to one, a lot of questions Two, it's going to be emotionally stressful for me. So I would rather it be just us or I'd rather us go on a vacation 
or I'd rather us stay here so we can go to the appointments we need to for IVF or be healthy or see our doctor or stay on track, whatever it is. But you can see the difference and just know this is my boundary. No. And I want to set this boundary and here is why. And that's really important because so often we see people draw away from their friends, family, and also their partners during this process. Please let this be a way for you guys to be closer, to learn to communicate better, and to really be able to express yourself. We often think that things have to be a certain way for them to be good or right. I even just went through this with my family. My dad just had a retinal detachment and he had eye surgery. He's doing great, thankfully. But my mom was going to host Christmas this year and now she feels very stressed about getting all the decorations out. And so one of my sisters offered, she would host. And my mom first thought was, oh great, well, I don't have to decorate the house, so let's go do that. But then talking to her became apparent she also doesn't want to drive six hours to my sister's house and my dad can't drive. And the thing that was holding her back from wanting to host when I asked, isn't it easier for you if we all come to you? You don't have to travel, you don't have to pack up, you don't have to drive. It was about having her house perfect, doing everything like we've always done. And so things don't have to be how they've always been. Letting go of that idea and accepting what you need right now. So I said, why don't we just get a Christmas tree? The kids can decorate it or we can decorate it. We don't have to have all the decorations out. We don't need everything. So meeting people in the middle, but trying to figure out where they are and accepting that I love traditions. I love traditions. We could I have a whole episode on holiday traditions. I love them so, so much. But I'm also a big believer in where are you now and being honest with yourself and meeting people there. Now, the other thing, if I'm going to pivot from saying, hey, it's the holidays, so let some people in, be honest with yourself and with them, set some boundaries for what you need. The other two aspects are going to be do yourself a favor. The best gift you can give yourself is to learn more about your body and what you're going through. You will never regret being more educated. You will regret blindly following a path and not knowing. You can always say, oh, I had all the information and this is the decision I made. It didn't work. I'm going to make another decision now. But going backwards and saying, gosh, I wish I had known this. That's the worst feeling. So do yourself a favor. One thing I have learned since having the courses, so having a fertility course is really great. I've gotten to share information in a more organized fashion, but this Facebook group where I'm able to more intimately interact with people has been wonderful because I get hundreds of messages on Instagram and TikTok a day. There's no way to go through them, but in a Facebook group where you're able to get to know people and interact with them more and know their story, one, it's great because connections are what makes everything better. But two, I'm constantly surprised by how different infertility care is with different clinics and different doctors. And I just think that's because we're trained away. We practice away. I practice how I want to be treated as a patient, meaning tell me the info, give me the data, give me the choices, tell me what you would do, but lay them all out. Many, many people in this field practice very authoritatively or paternalistically, meaning this is what you're going to do. 
And there's no discussion of why or why not, or what the other options are. And I always feel like that automatically breeds distrust because why aren't you even telling me there's other options? I'm smart enough to figure out that's not the right choice. Yeah, maybe we're recommending the same thing, but the road you walk to get there in my mind is very important. But I've learned through interacting with different people that that's not how a lot of fertility doctors are. So if you're at a clinic and maybe your doctor's great, maybe it's just how the clinic is set, or maybe you don't see them most, but if you don't have a lot of information or you don't feel like you really know what you're doing or why you're doing it, well, then it's on you. And you know what? We live in the great big world of the internet and there is so much information out there. Yes, sourcing good versus bad can be tough, but that's why I have this podcast. I have a YouTube. Laura Shaheen has a lovely podcast, has a YouTube. Ruhi Jelani has an amazing Instagram, answers great questions. Lucky Seacon has a great Instagram, answers questions. Your favorite fertility docs. There's some great content out there where you can deep dive and really learn more. So remember Education is always going to be helpful. So the best gift you can give yourself over this time period is actually going to be, I'm going to learn more about my health, my hormones, my fertility, what my diagnosis is, and what that means. Let's say if you have endometriosis, you're going to learn more about it, best treatment options, what should you do so that you can make the most educated decisions. The other best thing you can do and the thing to realize The holidays are always a crazy time for you, for me, for everybody in a fertility clinic. Most clinics have a period of shutdown at some point, and that's good. You actually want your clinic to have a moment where the embryologists take a break and they clean all their supplies and they reorganize and they get everything up to code and that everything is very good. This is normally sometime between Christmas and New Year's where there's a break in cycles. However, if there is a shutdown, this always means there's this anxiety-provoking period leading up to it where everybody's trying to get in before the end of the year. And I know the end of the year is triggering. And if I could say one thing to every person, I would say, let it go and do it in the new year. Let it go. The end of the year is stressful for everybody. It's stressful for you. It's stressful for them. It is just a crazy, crazy time. And I would much prefer you take a hot minute break enjoy the holidays, go on a trip, eat food, work out, relax, see friends, and do this treatment cycle in January. There's not going to be a difference in your outcome from now to then, but there probably will be, I'll say there won't be a worsening in your outcome by waiting, but you're going to be less stressed then than you are now in almost all circumstances. We create these artificial barriers or these time periods of importance that mean nothing. December 31st is no different than January 20th. January 20th is my birthday, so I picked that day on purpose. But it's no different. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a day. So stop it with, I need to have this done by the end of the year. I need to be pregnant by the end of the year. I need to be through IVF by the end of the year. I need to have my transfer by the end of the year. Stop putting pressure on yourself and stop setting deadlines that do not matter. It's not worth it. It is only putting you in a state of being more anxious and more stressed. So if we're talking about the infertility and the holidays, and I'm telling you to set boundaries, have somebody 
bring in your world, have a comeback if you're going to the family things for when somebody asks you, what are you going to say? Be a prepared girl. You're prepared. Be prepared. When your auntie asks, well, why aren't you pregnant yet? Or I sure wish you'd have kids or you're going to regret trying so late. Are you going to tell them? Are you going to say none of your business? Please stop asking me. Well, we've done five cycles of IVF. If you'd like to contribute some money, I'd surely do the next one faster. Well, we've lost four pregnancies. So rest a hold. We're trying. I don't care. I mean, make it awkward. I'm, I'm all in. But have something to say. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside, enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. So you're going to consider sharing with somebody so they can give you support. You're going to give them something on a way they can support you. You're going to think about comebacks if you're going to holiday things so that you can have a statement that makes you feel good. And maybe it's mind your business. Maybe it's this is the truth. I don't care. Or sign it to your spouse or sign it to your sister. Have a comeback. You're going to set some boundaries. Now, maybe these are just, hey, buddy, we're not drinking. We're going to be healthy or we're not going to this or we're going to do this. Set boundaries, but communicate why they exist. You're going to learn about what's going on with you. Best gift you can give yourself is education so that you know what questions to ask, what to expect. You're going to stop setting artificial deadlines that do not matter because they don't. And then lastly here, we're going to pivot and focus on lifestyle aspects that you can control. I so often see people, I don't want to say obsessing because I obsess, but focusing on these tiny details that they cannot control, yet ignoring the things that they can. So there is so much to this process that you can't control. You can control what you put in and on your body, how you treat yourself, who you share, your mental state, how prepared you are, the questions you have, if you feel comfortable with your team, if you should get another opinion. Those are all things within your control. So when it comes to taking care of yourself, these are not new. I'm not the first person to say these. But here we go. Sleep is essential. Remember that sleep is a time of cellular repair. This is when your body heals itself. Your cells are damaged every single day. You need at least seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a night. Stop it with hustle culture and staying up late and doing the extra work. Stop watching TV shows in bed. Stop reading Iron Flame, but oh my God, it's so good. Go to bed. Stop drinking or stop drinking so much. Stop smoking. Stop smoking weed. 
You don't need it. You're going to feel worse. If you're going through fertility treatments, please stop. Is an occasional glass of wine here or there bad for you? It's probably fine. Is it worth the variable of causing your body inflammation, which is what it does? No. Do people get pregnant on wine all the time? Absolutely. If you're going through fertility treatments, if you're having infertility, you're different. Let's stack the cards in your favor. The common theme when it comes to lifestyle interventions and how you support and treat your body is all about inflammation. Getting sleep, cellular repair, lowers inflammation. Drinking, smoking, toxins, higher inflammation. Food, whole foods, whole fruits and vegetables should be the majority of your diet. My favorite fertility diet for everybody or for the basic person, I'll always say there's exceptions based on who you are. You have celiac or hypothyroid or PCOS or endo. Maybe it's different for you. But on the whole, my recommended diet, a diet very heavy in whole foods, that's fruits and veggies. On Monday, make it meatless Monday. You're not going to have any meat on Monday. On the other days of the week, you're going to have meat serving one time per day. The reason why is if I'm decreasing your meat, I'm forcing you to increase vegetables. Number three, only make one of these servings red meat. We could get into a whole talk about different types of meat while this is grass-fed organic beef that basks in the sunshine and the beautiful grass. And this is a cow from a cow farm. We don't know. Studies not comparing those two things in infertility. But we do know that more servings of red meat, less development of embryos in culture, less normal embryos. So we're not risking it. One serving of red meat per week. We're going to avoid processed meats. They're carcinogenic. They're toxic. There's just no need for those. We're then going to limit sugar, artificial sugars processed carbohydrates. So there's a big difference between rice and quinoa than there is in a lot of the processed refined carbohydrates like your cereal. So just be wary of what you're doing. The other thing I say to everybody is when you treat yourself kindly on the majority of days and you're making good decisions, it allows you to eat pecan pie on Thanksgiving and not think twice about it or to have cake on your birthday. So we're not dieting. We're having a healthy lifestyle that is a low inflammatory lifestyle so that we can, one, feel our best, two, be our healthiest, three, have the highest chance of getting pregnant and having treatment work. When it comes to a couple of controversial food topics, dairy, if you can tolerate dairy, eat real dairy. Don't eat low-fat skim. When they take out the fat, they replace that with other substances, so real dairy. If you can't tolerate dairy, you're going to know because you have gas, stomach pains, diarrhea, or if you have a lactose intolerance, then just don't do it. Gluten. Most people are fine with gluten. If you have celiac disease, do not have gluten. If you have another diagnosed autoimmune disease and you feel gluten sensitive, GI distress, or you feel inflamed after eating gluten, then you might want to avoid it during this time period, even though it's not as bad for you as somebody with celiac. Now, the average person does not need to avoid gluten. And in fact, whole grain carbohydrates can be a wonderful source of nutrition and fiber and can be very good for you. Exercise is fantastic. It's a great way to move your body. If you're going through fertility treatments, be aware that exercise might be limited in certain times when your ovaries are getting big. That really should be the only time. But again, this is not the time to try to train for a marathon or to break down your muscles and build new muscles. We're not causing inflammation. We're moving our body, letting our circulation go, relieving stress. I like weight training, 
jogging, riding the bike, yoga. I want you to be healthy, but this is not a time period of gains. Does that make sense? Not a time period of gains. We're not breaking down muscle and causing inflammation during this phase. We want to drink lots of water. Coffee is okay. Be aware of what you put in the coffee, but coffee is fine. And then supplements, prenatal vitamin, omega-3s, vitamin D, CoQ10. That's my supplements that I put everybody trying to get pregnant on. And then based on what's going on with you, you might consider other supplements. If you have an autoimmune disease, if you have an inflammatory condition, if you have PCOS, do not just take supplements. Do not just take herbs without running them by your doctor. So often I see patients on something that is an issue with what they're taking. Maybe it binds hormones. Maybe it's an estrogen or progesterone mimic. And maybe it's messing things up. Be wary of biotin. So biotin is very high in like skin, hair, and nails vitamins. And also in some greens or some supplements. High levels of biotin bind sex steroid hormones and they can throw those levels off. And this can be a huge issue if you're doing fertility treatments. So the level of biotin in a prenatal is fine. No extra biotin in anything else. And then lastly, I'm going to say I want you to reduce stress and... The holidays are stressful, but figure out what brings you joy and stop focusing on what needs to happen, what should be happening, those timelines, or living for the what if, or the when this, then that. I have been so bad at this my whole life. I think medical training does this to you. Once I pass the MCATs, then I'll do this. Once I get into medical school, once I take my steps, once I get into residency, once I graduate residency it never ends. This is your life. The once this, then that mentality is waiting on everything else. So please stop saying, I'm going to wait till I'm pregnant to enjoy Christmas or to do this. You want to have some Christmas traditions? Start them now. Start them now. You want to go walk and see the lights. You want to make ornaments for the tree. You want to take family photos, send Christmas cards. Do it. Live the moment. Find the things that bring you joy and lean into them. I am a Christmas fanatic. I take away all of our house decorations and put up all the Christmas ones. I have too many Christmas tubs. I play Christmas music the whole time. It brings me such joy. And that joy relieves some of the stress I feel about all the other things I cannot control. Lean into your joy this holiday season. And be honest with yourself. So this is why sleeping, exercising talking to a therapist, getting acupuncture, journaling, taking a walk and listening to the birds. All of those things can help center you and help you find a place that makes you more mindful and less stressed. Every single person is different. There's no one magic thing that's going to relieve your stress. But one, it's not good for you. Two, being in a constant state of stress or bite or flight raises your cortisol, increases your inflammation. That's not good for your body, but it's also, we want you to live your life in between the moments. So if we can't control our fertility journey, we can't control the outcome of this pregnancy. We can't control the fact that we just miscarried or that you had an ectopic and now you have to get methotrexate and you can't try for three months. Whatever those things are that you can't control, what can you? What's going to bring you joy? What else can you allow to bring a smile to your face and watch your favorite movies or get matching pajamas, whatever it is, do it. 
Don't wait for this next thing to do the things that make you happy. You deserve happiness now. You deserve to be healthy now. You deserve support. You deserve to know about your body. You deserve to learn about all these things. So the best thing you can do to navigate infertility in the holidays, whether it's you, whether this is your friend or family member, is being honest with yourself and really giving yourself the gift of taking care of you. And if you're trying to take care of somebody else, hearing all of this, realize what a big deal this is, that we grow up thinking that we're going to have a baby and that we're going to be a parent. And we don't realize that so many people suffer with infertility and that it can be a struggle. It can be financially so expensive. It can be emotionally and physically stressful, and it can take a lot of time. So if that's not your walk, but you're trying to support somebody else, one, thank you. We need you. It's important. And really, it's fantastic to see when people show up when you give them the opportunity to do so. So if somebody in your life is giving you the chance to show up and be there for them, I really hope you rise to the occasion. More than anything, you guys, I'm so appreciative of all of you. I'm going to answer a few of your questions for fertility's sake that you leave on Monday on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. For the month of December, we are going to be diving into Q&A podcast episodes. So these are going to be episodes specifically topic derived, but answering your questions. The best way to get your questions answered is going to be to call in and leave a voicemail. So feel free to call 657-229-3672. Again, that is 657-229-3672. Leave a voicemail and we will get to answering your fertility question. All right, what happens if a pregnancy occurs within a blocked tube? This is called an ectopic pregnancy. This is a tubal pregnancy. The fallopian tubes cannot support a pregnancy. There's not enough blood supply for the placenta to grow in. So these pregnancies are going to be non-viable. The best outcome is that you just naturally miscarry. Maybe you never even knew it was in the tube. But our fear is that if it's in the fallopian tube, that it might burst. And that can be one of the few surgical emergencies that we have because you can lose a lot of blood and it can be deadly. So if you are diagnosed with a tubal pregnancy, we're going to recommend either removal with surgery or a medication called methotrexate, which usually stops rapidly dividing cells and hopefully stops the pregnancy from growing, therefore causing a miscarriage. If you have a pregnancy of unknown location, this means you have a positive pregnancy test, but you don't see a pregnancy inside the uterus. This is often an ectopic until proven otherwise, and you often are treated the same way unless we start to see hormone levels dropping or we can confirm that it's inside the uterus in some way. Is 40 super risky to have a baby? It's not overall. It's not risky for the average person. Now, yes, as you get older, you have higher risk of pregnancy complications, namely preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure, or gestational diabetes, have a higher risk of a C-section and preterm birth. But most of these things are not going to be the point where they significantly impact your health, especially if you get good prenatal care. Now, if you have uncontrolled health issues, blood pressure that's not controlled or diabetes, that's different. If you have a high order multiple pregnancy or you have multiples at all, twins, triplets, or more, that causes extra risks. The number one thing that we see is a much lower rate of getting pregnant per month, even with IVF, and that's because most of your eggs are genetically abnormal. Most abnormal eggs won't fertilize, won't implant. So you just see a lower pregnancy rate per month and it's less than 5%. Now, when you do IVF and you do genetic testing, it can be much harder to get pregnant older, but not impossible. 
And that's one of the benefits of IVF at an older age because we can find normal embryos and therefore optimize your chances of getting pregnant because we're testing more than one egg that you have per month. Ultimately, if you have other health issues, that can make a difference. So you might not know that your OBGYN loves preconception visits or you schedule an appointment with them before you get pregnant. There's also MFM doctors, which are maternal fetal medicine, and they love to see you, especially if you have other health issues and talk you through potential risks, medical optimization. If you get pregnant and you're older, we're going to recommend genetic testing once you're pregnant. If you're doing IVF, we usually can do the testing ahead of time and that's called pre-implantation testing and that's a benefit. How to best support a friend going through IVF. Y'all, that's this whole episode. If you didn't hear it already, or you didn't kind of get the take-home message. One, tell them I'm supporting you. Two, I'm here for you whenever you want to talk about this. Do not give unsolicited advice. Be the unjudgmental ear. Three, offer something tangible. Happy to drive you to your appointment, bring you dinner, talk on the phone. Let's go see a movie, whatever it is, offer them something. If you can, doesn't have to be money. It can be your time. It can be a card in the mail. It can be flowers on their retrieval day. There's so many little things you can do that can be impactful. And then if you want to go the extra mile, try to learn, try to send them resources, try to let them know that you're walking the journey with them. And that means so, so much. I have a calcification after my DNC and I'm feeling angry. Can I gain fertility back after it's removed? First of all, a calcification after a DNC is typically a little piece of placenta or something that wasn't all the way removed or that had grown in extra causing that calcified area. Yes, the recommendation is to go have hysteroscopy and have that area removed. And we anticipate that most people are going to heal from that without any scar or any other issue. Often a calcification is not the result of the DNC. There was nothing wrong with the DNC. DNCs are tough. Nobody wants to scrape too hard because the worst outcome from a DNC is Asherman syndrome, which is where you scrape so hard, you remove the entire superficial layer of the endometrium and you damage the layer under it that regenerates and then you have scar tissue. So your OB would much rather be gentler and risk leaving a tiny piece in place and having to go back versus having you scarred from this initial procedure. So the anger is normal, probably mostly from the time delay and having to get another procedure. So I get you. But if we can flip that mindset and just say, hey, this should be fixable. This should not prevent me from getting pregnant. I'd rather this than a bunch of scar tissue and it's okay. Lots of love. Is it normal to experience pain during and after ovulation? Well, not everybody does experience it, but if you do, it is most likely something called middle schmerz, which is a cramping contractile-like sensation from the follicle rupturing and the egg being released. Remember that as the follicle grows, it is a cyst filled with follicular fluid and the microscopic egg. When you ovulate, that cyst bursts, which you can feel sometimes, and then it has to heal and reform and become the corpus luteum. If you feel middle schmerz, then That's one of the best fertility awareness methods there is because you know when you're ovulating. Fantastic. If you do, it's not anything concerning. I'm not worried about it. There's just some people who are in tune with their ovaries or can feel it and other people who cannot. So if you can, it is okay. It has a name, middle schmerz, and there you go. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for all your love and support of this podcast. I 
have been really loving it and loving seeing all the new listeners. Hope you found this episode to be a little bit helpful, a little bit different, but just thinking about how to support yourself and others navigating fertility at this time. As always, love you so much. Ask your questions Monday on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. And then you can also call and leave your question on the voicemail at 657-229-3672. Again, lots of really great Q&A episodes over December. And then I will be asking on Instagram for episode feedback as we start to plan the new year. Lots of love. Thank you, friends. Thank you all for listening to As a Woman. It would mean so much if you could rate, review, and follow the podcast to be notified of new episodes every Sunday. I hope you learned something new, and I hope you share it with someone in your life. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD and check out the YouTube channel, Natalie Crawford MD. If you're interested in becoming a patient, you can also follow Fora Fertility. I'm so thrilled to have you here, part of the community that amplifies others as a woman.